for a long time, I felt like life was something to figure out, like a grand puzzle or maze that we're all navigating our way through and that there would be some answer at the end of the tunnel that somebody knew better. I remember thinking as a child, well, surely the president must know. The president must have all of the answers. If Bigfoot was a thing, if aliens existed, of course, all those things are are top secret. They wouldn't uh, allow us to know the world isn't ready. I remember sitting in church and thinking, well, surely the pastor must know. And if not this pastor, then then Billy Graham must know. (laughs) Or Joel Osteen, one of those pastors, must have that connection and that the answers of what this is all about. And then I wondered, well, you know, everybody else has their people that they rely on who they believe has the answers, whether it be the Pope or I believe in the Church of the Latter-day Saints. They have their divine uh, individual who is the great prophet and can connect directly with God. Well, surely they have the answers. Well, the Scientologists, well, if you get to a high enough level, maybe they have the answer, right? You pay enough, rub enough elbows. And this was something to figure out. I'd look at birds. Like, why are these birds singing? That curious and And good-natured, childlike, you know, habit has served me well, but also enabled or led me into a very analytical way of of viewing the world. And I mean, yeah, there's, there's ways that you could interpret why a bird sings, why it chirps, because it's calling for a mate, because it's, uh, claiming its territory. I mean, that's the, the, the type of detail that I go into. And a part of that is because of uh, some of the formal uh, education that I've had. But when I let some of that go, a bird sings because it freaking sings, because that's what it does. Because if, shit, if I could sing like that and have those songs, why wouldn't I sing? That's what they do. They fly because they fly. And... Us as humans, like, we have to think about how to live or we get to think about how to live because of this prefrontal cortex we've been gifted with. We create problems that don't even exist and I am a a great offender of this. And so I'm wondering to myself, what does a Joey do? Why does a Joey do what he does? If the bird sings because it sings, what does Joey sing? 
And a part of that is just these thoughts. It's why I decided to get on the mic is because Joey talks. I really don't talk about myself in the third person like that, I promise you. (laughs) I don't think of myself even in that form, but... You know, we can speak those things over ourselves and, and I talk, I communicate, I, I think, I ask questions. I look at the world and pay prop I pray t- I pay attention. I give my attention to things that are beautiful. And I try to guard my mind and my heart from Anything that would, uh, you know, fog my mind. It doesn't mean to be blind because there are times, you know, we look at things that can make us feel foggy maybe or a certain type of way. Like the trial that's happening right now with Derek Chauvin for the murder of George Floyd. But these are necessary things for us to be aware of as citizens of our world some of the mass atrocities that are, are happening, you know, on, on our planet. And so I sing, I sing, there are terrible things happening. This is a horrific place, but it's also beautiful. This is the Garden of Eden. We can make like our own reality here. And I get it, you know, we don't all get the same starting points. That's for damn sure. But I'm just blessed to have one, at least this is where I'm at in this thinking, to have this one view, to be looking out of this one window and be eyes of the universe. And I don't even know if I'm able to communicate this appropriately, but if you've ever experienced what they call self-desolution, where your idea of self begins to fall apart, and that lives in a specific part of the brain, what they call the prelateral frontal cortex, that is the self-auditing mechanism within us. And so we think about the thought that I just had or the way I said that and trying to correct it or how I sound or how, what my posture is like. That invisible voice, oh, they think that about me or that person looked at me this. That's something that can be shut down through breathing exercises, different uh, mantras or through uh, medicinal means and so if you felt like this before if you've experienced that and for many people they say it's one of the greatest you know feelings of their lives you begin to feel as a part of your surroundings that there's no barrier between you and those around you between the birds between the trees and uh, you hear some of what those who are unfamiliar with uh, these types of experiences or lines of, of existence and thinking, they might label that as hippie talk, so to speak. And, uh, the, der- the derivatives of that is because, well, that's, those are who were populating the idea of the use of psilocybin as, as, a, as a tool um, in Western America. 
or uh, in, in the West, I guess I should say, in America. And I feel that sense of, you know, dissolution. It, it brings us to be more empathetic. I'm hurting, you know, in many ways for how people of color must feel with everything going on and how it just must affect every day. Like, you know, even if it's just a very small percentage, maybe there's days you, do, you don't think about it. But maybe even that's naive. Maybe you have to be reminded every day. And the stress of that over a lifetime, that wears, man. So yeah, people are gonna shout and they're gonna fight back. Maybe we need a little bit of, of self-desolution. We need to, to realize that, you know, there, I am my brother's keeper, but I am my brother, I am my sister, my sister is me. Their mother is my mother, right? Their son is my son. Like we really are family in this cosmic thing. And I get it, we're not kings, right? Our DNA is like spread, blah, blah, blah. But for freaking real, like when you get into experience, <laughs> that feeling, it's, it's that love. You know, that people, I think, talk about that, that greater uh, sense of, I can't call it greater. I mean, it's this yin and this yang, right? Like, when I say there's nothing greater than the love of, uh, you know, the way I feel, the way I feel about some, a father's, the way he feels about a son, or the way, uh, about two, of two lovers, like, they're just, they're just different, I guess is what I should say, is the way I should put it out. It's like if there's a, a multi-pointed star, like, you know, all these stars, and no one point is more important than the other. They're both uh, the maximum, you know, outer uh, point of that force. It's also much about how I think about our views and beliefs on things. Like, we're just different expressions, different footprints. And we can't be put into a box or labeled. So, these are some AM thoughts. Why does a bird chirp? Why does a Joey talk? Think, I think, I analyze. I digest. <laughs> I discern. I decipher. And then I lay it all out. And I don't know if it means anything. But perhaps there's not a need for an answer. Life isn't something to figure out, right? I'm not waiting for somebody to provide the big reveal anymore. I'm here. 
I'm observing, I'm appreciating, I'm learning. And sometimes I'll commentate, sometimes I'll sing. Because there's plenty to sing about. It's a beautiful world. It's a magnificent place. (laughs) I mean, this is what we all dreamed up. Little villages and communities, massive mega cities, metropolises. Animals of all sorts. Just about anything you could think of is or has been here. Even the monsters, the miracles, they're happening. Evolution is still occurring. This is just a one small piece of the bigger show and we get a front row seat through these eyes. We get to adjust our view, our direction, what we look at, what we hear, what we take in and what we see, how we react to that and interpret those experiences to create a new reality. That's ultimate power. Or also, so finite. Maybe we're not in control of any of these decisions. (laughs) Again, the yin and the yang, the juxtaposition of it all, the duality, it's, uh, it's a rhyme. It's humorous for sure. (laughs) The crest and the trough. Life and the death. It really is quite humorous. I mean, it's, it's all we can do. It's what I'm here to do, to laugh, to enjoy, to breathe in. To appreciate the birds. So, the conclusion, is that we just do to do, we just, when we stop thinking about it, when we get out of our own way, the way I did when I just picked up this mic. For a while there, I was I was in it, you know. Now it feels like almost like on the outside of it, looking back. But it felt like a ride, like a bit of a roller coaster. That was pretty cool. So appreciate you going there with me, and uh, you know, get on your own roller coaster, sing your song, do your dance, get down, and you know, direct your eyes to see what you want to see. I'm wishing that you feel the way you you want to feel. Have a great experience today. Joseph Michael, signing out.